It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, Courage. We're going to be talking about courage today. Yeah, courage. What is it? Where does it come from? How do we feel courage in our bodies? You know, we use courage to move through just about everything in life, whether it's uh, changing jobs, relationships, stepping into maybe a new athletic uh, ability, maybe you're going to go to the gym. (laughs) Um, But we use it in so many ways. It plays such a, uh, what I want to say, an important role in our life. But for most people, courage is kind of an unknown quantity. In other words, it's it's kind of underneath the surface, but we don't ever really bring it to the surface and really talk about it. Well, today we're going to talk about it. So I'm Ken D. Foster. Today our show is titled The Courage to Reinvent Your Life. And I want to say this about courage. Courage is really a divine gift. It exists within all of us. And it's instantly yours when you're ready to coax it into being. But remember this. It must be savored and developed. When it is, you will experience a sense of greatness within yourself to do things which are impossible for most. You know, courage calls all of us to awaken our consciousness to new possibilities. It calls us to start over when everything has fallen apart. It calls us to change when we want things to be different. It calls us to accept things the way they are instead of the way that we want them to be. And it calls us to become better, not bitter, about what has gone on in the past. So what is that courage? Well, courage is what enlivens our spirit to leave behind mediocrity and step into a life of brilliance, meaning you become the brilliant star in your own life, right? Listen, we all hit platitudes in our life, okay? We all hit them. And when you hit that, right, you, you know, there's something inside of all of us that calls us for change. And we either listen to that voice or we don't. And I can tell you the times in my life that I have not listened to that voice of courage, it's gotten very painful. I can think of a time when uh, I was in a business and I was at the top of that career, you know, I was running an organization that we were doing about 200 million in sales. And there was a small voice saying, you need to change. You need to let go of this. You need to go out and go do something new. And I was like, I don't want to do that. My income, my livelihood, my friends, my family, all. But, you know, I listened to that voice. And uh, for me, it led me to living basically on my savings and credit cards for a couple of years until I figured out what I was going to do. And what I ended up doing is I became a life coach. I, came, I became a business strategist. I stepped into my life purpose. I stepped into helping people and serving people in much greater ways than I ever would have if I had not followed that courage. So what stops us from stepping into courage? Well, For most of us, 
it's fear, quite frankly. You know, it's fear of the unknown. It's fear of uh, not having the, the income to make the changes. It's fear of letting go of maybe that relationship, which is, you know, it's not working. Come on. You, you know, if you've got a relationship that's not working, you really know it, right? Or a job. If you're in a job, you've been there for a while, and, you know, you're, it, it served you. It was awesome. It was incredible. But now you're in a place where, well, it's time to, to stretch. Now, I, I, I'm going to tell my in-studio guest story real quick because she came to me and she told me some really good news in her life. And for those of you on Facebook, you can see her right now. It's uh, Susan Nijan. And Susan came to me and she said, hey, listen, man, um, you know, I just stepped into becoming a, a speaker around the college campuses around the United States. She said, I just got a position. I beat out 150 applicants. You know, I was one of the top five and and now I'm going to do it. Now, the reason I'm telling you this, and she'll tell you her story in the second, third segment when she comes on, but I'm saying this because, listen, I know that she had to step into her courage to even become a speaker, to write her book, to to reinvent herself, and to, to share that now around the nation with with colleges and kids and people that really need that that message. So why do I say that to you? Because I want to make a point. I want to ask you today, if you were courageous, if you were really courageous, you stepped in your courage, what would you do different? What would you step into? Think of an area of your life, whether it's your career, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your health, um, your maybe your spiritual life. Um, what area would you step into and become bigger? And here's what I know. Any goal that we set, any target that we're shooting at only happens with a couple things. First of all, you have to be open and receptive to something new coming in your life. If you don't have receptivity, you can't even hear my voice right now. You're just listening to, to words. But if you're receptive, you're open, you say, you know what, I'm going to listen to every one of Ken's words and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to really take it to heart today. So first is you have to become receptive. Second thing is you have to commit right? Commit. Now, that sounds easy, but listen, if you're committing to, let's say, leaving your job and going to somewhere else, that's going to take courage, right? Third part of this piece that's in this formula is follow through. Nothing happens. You can commit to everything in the world, but if you don't follow through, there's nothing going to happen. You're just going to remain the same. All right, so how do we get there? How do we make these decisions to set higher goals, step into with commitment, and follow through with uh, actions. Well, it all comes from courage. So what is courage? Let me define it for you because it it's not what you think it is. It's not rushing into burning buildings. It's not somebody uh, uh, doing something that uh, uh, maybe the news media puts out there as this great courageous act. It's not that. It could be that, but it's not really that. What it is, it's a feeling inside of you. So, you know what fear fear feels like? Fear, your body starts to get tense. Your heart palpitates higher. Your head, your mind might shut down. You're not thinking as clearly. Well, courage has the opposite effect. Now, there's courage that is realized and unrealized courage. Because when you first start around courage, it might feel a lot like fear. You're stepping into the unknown. 
But courage, when you realize it, here's what it feels like. In your body, all of a sudden, you have a sense of expansion. You feel powerful. You feel calm and peaceful. You feel unstoppable. That's what courage feels like. And courage plays a role in everything we do. So if you want to tune into your courage, how do you do it? Well, the easiest way I think you can do it is what we, I discussed earlier. Set yourself a large goal, way beyond what you've been there before. Set a big goal for yourself. Second of all, get still. Start to feel inside of you what it feels like to have that big goal accomplished. Now, you may be a little afraid at first, but really get with it. Okay, get with it. Visualize, uh, start to tell yourself what you'd feel like when you accomplish that goal. Start to be in a place where you see it happening. One of the guests on my show that uh, came on uh, 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 earlier this year was Denise Karenik. And she uh, set the land speed record at 186.2 miles per hour on a bicycle on Bonneville Salt Flats, right? took courage, but it also took commitment and follow-through every single time. All right. So step into your courage. Tune into what it feels like. Visualize what that's going to visualize. And by the way, Denise visualized every day. And then it's going to happen. Your life is going to change. Okay, stay tuned. I have my new one-armed guest coming in (laughs) (laughs) soon, soon on this show. But uh, we'll be right back with Dr. Capri Cruz, and uh, we're going to be talking about her courage in just a moment. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. The most talented athletes in the world rely on a coach to get better, and the most successful business people do the same. I have found working with Ken D. Foster to be an extraordinary experience. He helped me to expand my vision, increase profits, and showed me the way to have more fulfillment and success in my life. Ken D. Foster is the coach's coach for business and life. He has been nicknamed the coach of the successful and wealthy. Ken is an instrumental part of my team and the success I have generated over the past 12 months. Ken gave me the strategies to increase productivity, reduce turnover, and take my business to the next level. So what's holding you back? Ken D. Foster is a master business coach with proven strategies to dramatically increase efficiency and productivity while maximizing individual development and fulfillment. Explore your possibilities. For a free consultation, log on to KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed 
and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. We're back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back. We're talking about the courage to reinvent your life. And before I get to my guest, I want to thank all of you for tuning into Voices of Courage. If you're new to the show... Get ready to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. Take your business and your life to a level of success that only few venture to go. But if you're listening to this show, that'll be you. All righty, my guest today in studio, calling in from Guam at 3.40 in the morning in Guam, is Dr. Cruz Capri Cruz. She's an international psychotherapist, hypnotist, and life coach who helps thousands of people heal and transform their minds, hearts, and lives. But for the first 37 years of her life, that was nothing of the sort. Dr. Cruz says she was a walking zombie, oblivious, and she didn't really know what to think because she was a product of abuse, trauma, and deep-rooted, unresolved pain. Today, she is the author of From Foster Care to Fabulous. Dr. Cruz, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it is a bright morning, isn't it? Yes, I, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're all here together. So um, let's talk uh, about the past first. Um, what what happened? Uh, you know, what, what precipitated the uh, entering the foster care program for you? Um, well, first, I want to say good morning to your, your in-office guest there. Hello, how are you? Hey, good morning. How are you, doctor? I'm, I'm super. I can't wait to hear your interview. Uh, likewise, um, I'm excited to hear yours. Thank you. So um, foster care uh, was the beginning for me. Um, and, well, prior to foster care, you know, I just, I just was a kid, right? I was a kid with a couple of parents. And my parents, although they were not, what I know today, I don't consider them to have been bad people. They just didn't know how to be good parents. And, um, and you know, over the years, I've done a lot of internal work um, to figure out, you know, what happened. You know, how, how did my parents get to a point where they were able to just let their children grow up in the homes of other people and strangers and how could they, what I said in my mind was abandon me. How could, you know, my whole life have become, especially as a child, what it did when other people had the power to um, change it. You know, my, my parents, we think technically our parents, um, well, my parents, for instance, had the power to change my life circumstances. But what I've learned over the years is it's not as easy as just pointing the finger and saying, why did you let this happen to me? Right? Because that's one perspective. And I had that early on. Um, I looked out at them for the answers. 
And what I had to do is look beyond them to their parents' parents and generations before them and figure out where the pattern was and what was the pattern because it wasn't one decision that they made that ultimately led to me and my siblings growing up in foster care. It was generational choices. And did you, and were you so, able to, were you able to identify those patterns for yourself so that you could break those patterns? Absolutely. Some of them. Absolutely. Um, and it's difficult sometimes when you grow up in foster care because you, you are broken away from your biological family and some people are able to um, go back and, and understand a genealogy. I really wasn't one of those people. I went back maybe one generation prior to my parents, um, uh, and I learned a little bit about my grandparents, um, or my great-grandparents. But other than that, you know, I just saw a family of brokenness. There just wasn't really a whole lot of unity. And, you know, there's a lot of details that go into that. For instance, my father's family comes from Puerto Rico. And, um, you know, my grandfather had many children, maybe about 13. And so he wasn't a very good or present parent. He didn't make good decisions as a father. So my father came to the United States as a teenager and didn't know the language and wasn't supervised by his father because his mother stayed in Puerto Rico. So my father kind of got lost in the New York City life during his era. I get, I get, I, to, era, I totally get that. And so let me ask you this. So how were you able to finally awaken and change your life because you have this generational things that your grandfather and your dad and your, you know, your mom, how were you able to awaken yourself? Um, through domestic violence. Um, because, because I grew up in foster care, because I didn't have anyone really consistently loving me, caring for me, mentoring me, um, educating me, my brain developed in survival mode. So we all have what are called neural connections. Our brain cells communicate with each other. And those patterns are created through exposure and repetition. And so because I grew up from trauma, from physical abuse, um, homelessness, and, you know, the kinds of things that happen to foster children, abandonment, and all of those thoughts that kept repeating in my mind and all the negative experiences, my brain, instead of um, developing from a place of safety, warmth, and creation and love. It grew up in uh, an environment and developed patterns of fear, survival, um, suspiciousness, and trying to protect myself. I, I really, so get, I really get that. You know, this is that's going on for children around the world today, and uh, you know, yeah. in the United States and uh, you know, around the world. Um, so mm-hmm. you you're kind of a miracle here. I mean, you broke that pattern. You've you know how to break that pattern. If somebody's in mm-hmm. that right now, um, you know they're struggling. They're, this is a great struggle for them. You know, and um, what are some tips that might be able to help them to realize that there is hope that this 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 can change? You the bottom line is you got to reprogram your brain. And so it wasn't until I was in a situation to this domestic violence where all of my ability to escape was taken away from me. I was held down by someone, and all I could do was my brain observed the situation. 
because as a New Yorker, a survivor and um, of abuse and, and violence and all of that kind of thing, homelessness, I, I was a fighter. So when this domestic abuse situation happened and my abuser held me down, I couldn't fight. I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. I couldn't escape. And so my brain awakened in that moment. And after that, I decided my whole life needed to change. And so I made different choices after that. And that's a, that's part of awesome. that was reprogramming my brain. I get it. And so, you know, one of the things uh, that you do today in your practice is hypnosis. Um, how, how does that work for you, and how can we use that to change people's brains? Yeah, so with hypnosis, the bottom line is that we have one brain and two minds. And one mind is your conscious mind, and one mind is your unconscious mind. And your unconscious mind is all of the programming. It's the trauma, it's your habits, it's your belief system, and your conscious mind is your logic. But most of us live in our unconscious mind predominantly. And so you got to bring consciousness to your unconsciousness. And, um, you know, it really takes just really study. And I think personal growth and development books is the equalizer. We have podcasts, we have YouTubes, we have books. And you just have to decide, I want to do something different. But the problem is a lot of people lack awareness. I, I lacked awareness for 37 years. I didn't know. I was in pain. I knew I was in pain, but I didn't know. I didn't have the awareness and the mental clarity to know how to change that. Well, you know, this so is getting a big... around more successful people is important to me. That's great. This is a big question, and I only got about 45 seconds till we take the break, but... How, you know, you said you woke up when you became aware. How do we accelerate the awareness process so that others can wake up quicker than you? You got 30 seconds. I'm definitely exposure. You have to get exposed to the information, the, the knowledge, the spirituality. Really, spirituality for me, I had to find out who I was in Christ. I had to create a new identity. So um, that, I would say, creating an identity awareness and exposure to more successful and healthier people. That's awesome. Okay. Well, listen, we'll be right back, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, more with Dr. Capri Cruz. And uh, what I want to really get at a little bit more is she's written some books, and she really has the ways to help people that are feeling hopeless, miserable, or unaware to change their life situations. I want to dive deeper into that when we come back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. If you're an author, speaker, or organization committed to changing the world and you need a partner to support you with PR, your website, or social media, 
Wasabi Publicity is the perfect fit. Wasabi Publicity works with companies and individuals committed to doing good in the world. Everything they do is instilled with passion, impact, and brilliance. Go to wasabipublicity.com. That's wasabipublicity.com to schedule a call with Wasabi CEO, Drew Gerber. We're back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back. I have a question for you. You know, I have a lot of guests that are women listening to this show, and this is really specifically for you. Are you in a place where you would really like to increase your success in business and increase your success in life? If you're answering yes, there is an organization in San Diego called Women's Wisdom. It was formed in 1991. You can find them on the net at womenswisdom.net. And this organization has been assisting women business owners to not only grow their businesses, but truly to grow their lives since, since they formed. So they're San Diego's premier networking group for purpose-driven women. If that's you, give them a, a, a chance. Check them out at www.womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net. I hope you do, because I think uh, they will be able to really help you. I want to also thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate you letting your friends know about our show. And uh, we are currently on 115 stations in 38 countries. So if you're listening to me in a country outside the United States, hey, go to our website, CourageToChange.us, and um, uh, join up to be an insider on that uh, on that website, or just give us a shout out on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Let us know you're out there. Let us know what your needs are, and we'll be doing our very best to uh, answer your questions and um, be able to maybe give you uh, give some information on topics that uh, you have an interest in. All right. I'm on the uh, line with Dr. Capri Cruz. She's an international psychotherapist, a hypnotherapist, and a life coach. And we're talking today about how to really bring awareness to people that are kind of in a place of hopelessness, miserable. Uh, you know, they're just they're just having a trouble. They're having problems in life. You know, not that we don't all go through them, but hey, listen, there are solutions. And Dr. Cruz has some solutions. So she's written. Um, uh, a few books, and she's co-written uh, uh, a few books. And so, before I get to your books, though, somebody's listening to this and they need help right now. What do we suggest, Dr. Cruz? Um, ultimately, figuring out who you are spiritually, because we live in the flesh, but we are. Our pain is on a spiritual level. It, it's not just a physical level. So you got to find your spiritual identity and your spiritual purpose. Understand who you are beyond what you see in the mirror. And I, I love that because, you know, it's, it's not the physical body. It's not even the mind. It's who you are as a soul, as a spirit. And when we can let go, you know, we all have thoughts, right? We all Thoughts are flowing by our mind all the time. But it's those thoughts that we're choosing that are that we're choosing to bring into consciousness that are actually st- sticking inside of our brain and then we start taking actions around them. Whether they be fearful thoughts or thoughts of unworthiness or thoughts of being unkind or thoughts of fear or their thoughts of joy, happiness, abundance, success, either way, we're choosing constantly to have those thoughts. So 
Um, I like what you say. And, you know, what I want to add, so once those thoughts get in, right? Okay, once we make a choice, I'm choosing this thought, right? And they go into the subconscious mind and we start playing, you know, they, we, we start to react to things in the world instead of being in charge of our lives. How do we change that around, Dr. Kurz? Um, so first of all, it's to recognize we're not um, usually, we're not consciously choosing our thoughts. People who are mentally developed think, oh, you're choosing to live that way. And a lot of people are not consciously choosing to live that way. That's a really, good, that's a really good point. You, you have to reach a certain level of consciousness to start choosing your yes. thoughts. I think that's exactly right. Most people are kind of walking around in reaction to the world outside of them. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's through a repetition of exposure. Your environment all your life has created your thought processes. So you do have to shift from that pre-programming from upbringing to creation. So I went from survival mode to creation mode. When I realized I had personal power, which I learned that through my spiritual journey, then I said, oh, I have spiritual power. I can create something. I can choose my thoughts now. So when I realized my power, I realized my power to create. And that's how you start changing your thoughts. And how do we go from unconscious to choosing our thoughts, right? Because like you said, most people are walking around kind of unconscious, just reacting to the environment. What is that bridge? I, for you, it was pain. It was, And for me, it was pain too. I, I woke up because mm-hmm. things got so fa- painful, I didn't... I couldn't stand it anymore, but, and you too, but how do we, you know, there are people that aren't going through that massive pain that we, some of us go through. How do they wake up? Um, so it is different for everybody. So if you don't have the conscious awareness that you need to wake up, um, usually it does take something like pain or your rock bottom. That's why you say, oh, someone hit their rock bottom and then they finally woke up. But if you're listening to this program and they're semi-conscious that they know they need to change, but they don't know what, then it becomes changing your environment, getting exposed to the information that's going to, um, that you want to reprogram your brain with. And it's also about understanding um, how you're developed from your, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a good place to start. We have to have our basic needs met first, physiologically, safety, love, and your self-esteem before you can shift into, you know, achieving your full potential and living a better life. Okay, so you talk about superpowers, all right? I want to step into my superpower. How, mm-hmm. what has to happen for that to take place, okay? How do we maximize our superpower? Because we all have it in us. There's an inner genius that's in all of us. How do we bring that out? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I believe it starts with awareness. It starts with things like this podcast for people to understand that there is a different way to exist. There is a different way to create. There is a different way to live. And then you choose to investigate that. And it is degrees of um, transformation. And once you start transforming through education, podcasts, information, personal growth and development, um, your environment, the people you surround yourself with, the choices you make. As you begin transforming, your mind begins to develop in a way of um, becoming more powerful. And if you can use your natural abilities, which is, for instance, focus. So I can focus on getting high, or I can fo- focus on being a servant leader. 
And when I realized that my happiness actually comes from helping other people, not helping myself, because that's ego and that ultimately leads to suffering, then I step into the superpower of servant leadership, which is freedom. Now I'm not in bondage of my pain. Now I'm in um, really joy. You know, when you start helping other people, you create joy, which is freedom. So superpowers really is a shift in your mentality. And I you learn it. to use your powers differently. I love it. Okay, so I uh, only got a couple minutes to wrap up. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, let our audience know how to get a hold of you. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, my website, CapriCruz.com, and then I'm on Facebook, um, and I think it's Dr. Capri for Dr. Capri Cruz. Um, and, yeah, that's probably the best way. So let, let me spell that out. It's C A P R. C-R-U-Z dot com. Is that correct? C-A-P-R-I. C-A-P-R-I, C-R-U-Z dot com. So let me say it one more time. C-A-P-R-I, C-R-U-Z dot com. Yes. Okay. Now, I've got just about a minute to wrap up. So any final thoughts? Um, You know, just... Shift from survival mode to creation. Most people are in survival mode that have been through trauma, and you have to just take personal responsibility. Um, I think that, that is, that's the big shift, personal responsibility. I could not blame my parents. I could not blame my history. I had to take full and personal responsibility for everything. And then that way, the buck stops with me. All righty. Dr. Cruz, thank you so much for being on my show. I sincerely appreciate your time and waking up so early in the middle of uh, the night in Guam. <laughs> so I hope I, I might. I wish you much, much success. Thank you so much. Now, listen. Coming up next, I've got uh, Susan Wynn, and Susan is an experienced at um, changing not only her life, but other people's lives. She had a life-altering experience that she's going to talk about in a traumatic accident. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. Hi, Ken D. Foster here. A few of my New York Times best-selling author friends and book marketing strategist and I are teaching a masterclass on book marketing. If you are an author or someone that wants to be an author, you're going to learn how to write, market, and launch your book to bestseller status. And get this, there is no cost to you. I'm doing this as a community service. 
You're going to learn from the experts I use, their formulas and simple steps to make your book a bestseller. You're going to be given the cutting-edge social media strategies to launch and relaunch your book from one of the top social media strategists in the world. I just interviewed him yesterday. Wait till you hear him. His name is Mike Koenig. You're also going to be given my best-selling book marketing plan to use for all of your book campaigns. So I hope you'll check it out. It's at couragetochange.us forward slash invite. Again, couragetochange.us forward slash invite. This is my personal invitation to you. I hope you'll take me up on it. We're back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back. Today, we're talking about the courage to reinvent your life. And I have in studio with me a beautiful lady. Her name is uh, Susan Wynn. She is a life coach. She's been helping people to overcome adversity for many years. She's also a speaker and an author of One Arm But Not Unarmed. Susan, early in life, experienced a life-altering event after a traumatic car accident. And in waking up from this near-death experience, she was introduced to her new self with the loss of her right arm. Susan, welcome to studio. Thank you so much, Ken. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> and you know, You're amazing. yeah, it's 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 amazing. I know you just uh, you flew in from Houston to be here with us with yep. your husband and yep. and uh, experienced San Diego. You've been to the San Diego area before. Or? I have. Uh-huh. Um, I've been here on a business trip uh, several years ago, and uh, I love the beaches, the weather. The people, so it's been it's been a great trip so far. That's great. Well, let's you know what I got to know your story. So you wake up. Let's let's just start there. You get in this car accident. You wake up. What happens? So I wake up and um, to find out that my dominant arm was amputated at the age of twenty two. Oh my goodness! Um, so you can imagine the the emotional roller coaster I went through. I went through depression. Um, I isolated myself and. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be completely honest, there were many moments where I didn't want to be alive. Oh, bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And in those moments that you didn't want to be alive, where'd you find the hope to go on? You know what? It, um, I did a lot of soul searching. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a turning point. Mm-hmm. Um, and going through those emotions and no longer wanting to be bitter, it was so exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was draining. And um, I was losing myself. Yeah. I was. Yeah. You know um, what I've what I've noticed, and um, I actually woke up uh, about a what was it, lot two nights ago, and I was in fear. I was my heart was palpitating. I woke up and and I went and I, I I prayed about it. And what came to me was that I had a resentment. I'd opened the door to this. I had a nightmare too. So I woke up in this nightmare, all fear based. And the cause was I was holding a resentment. And as soon as I let go of that resentment, the door to the darkness shut. So I'm, I'm experiencing with you, that's probably what happened. You opened the door for all this negativity to come in your life. Absolutely. Being vulnerable was key. That was something that I needed to learn to be able to allow myself to feel the awful thing that happened to me and to go through each and every devastating emotion to feel that pain. Um, and that was something I was deflecting um, initially by self-medicating and by isolating myself and 
by being angry and bitter and just reacting to different situations. So when I was able to open up that door and allow myself to go through those emotions, then I was able to share the depth of my pain and despair with those around me. I was able to start um, being vulnerable and be opening with my emotions and being able to talk through it with people, identifying my emotions, um, accepting my new reality, which was huge as well. Yeah. And, you know, going through that, would you say you are a better human being at the other side of this? Or did you need to go through? I I, I don't know. I, I, you I'm know wondering what? about that. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, that's something that I ask myself many times. Yeah. I feel like um, I am actually better because of it, because now I've learned um, I've learned the pain has actually made me better. Yeah. It really has. And I know that I went through that to be able to help others overcome hardship and loss as well. Yeah. It was a horrible experience. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, I would never wish that on anyone. However, being able to take control of the situation and making it better was something I'm proud of myself for doing. And now my mission in life is to help others do the exact same. I just love that. I love that. You know, I had a, a friend we were talking in the studio that also lost his arm to cancer. And um, through that process, I just watched him become this uh, amazing, strong, courageous man. It, 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 it took so much courage to go through uh, that transformation from having two arms and surfing, in this guy's case and all that, and, and to becoming this wise sage who is just, he sees life differently. And I have a feeling you do too. I do. Yeah. Let's talk about your book. Yeah. One arm, but not unarmed. I love that. (laughs) Yes. And your picture's on the cover. I love it. It is. It is. It's a beautiful picture That was a very hard photo to take. Was it a hard photo? Because it's showing your arm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, my photographer, Patrick Hubbard, shout out to him. Um, He encouraged me to... Uh, to be open with my physical scar and I'm writing a book on resilience and perseverance. So I needed to do that. So I did. And it felt great. It's awesome. Well, you know, what's awesome about it is your vulnerability. And, you know, I think the vulnerability of being able to take the picture and just go, here I am. Here's all of me. Hope you love me. You know, if you don't, that's your loss. Right. <laughs> okay. People that are going through you, now, you're a coach. So, well, but let me back up. Okay. Why'd you Why'd you write this? I wrote the book um, so I can be able to share my message on a different platform to be able to reach people mm-hmm. and uh, to really remind them that we're resilient and we can persevere. And um, essentially, regardless what life throws at us, it's up to us if we want to come out of it better or come out of it bitter. That's good. You know, one of the things I just turned this page, chapter nine in the book, and it says, uh, I started allowing myself to find humor in my setback. Now, uh, one one of the first things I asked her is, did she have any one-armed jokes when she came to studio? I right? do. I have plenty. And, and uh, so give me one. I need one. Well, I recently got my nails done and okay. I always get half off. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about savings, right? So half off at the nail salon. Yes. I love that. I love that. You know, that sense of humor to heal anything is I think really important it is very important and in the beginning I was um, I wasn't able to find humor um, in my situation but years later I am I feel like you know things happen in life and it's up to us how we approach it and what we can take away from it and um, I just feel like it's it's important to be able to find humor in it for us it's it's healing and also to help others feel comfortable 
comfortable around our situation as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think too that a lot of times when I uh, see my fellow human beings that have gone through horrific challenges, I, I, I have a sense of gratitude in my own life. I feel like, wow, I have nothing to complain about. You know, I mean, not that I don't go through a lot of challenges. We all do. Let's face it. Okay. But there's just something inspiring about seeing a human being that have gone through great challenges and they've come on the other side and they're, they're out talking about it. They're out being the best version of themselves and inspiring other people to do that. Um, you just got that job we just talked about. On, on, uh, yep. Yeah. You want to talk well, about it a little bit? Um, we will be having an official rollout soon. Uh, we will be having an official rollout soon, so you'll hear more about it. However, um, I will be traveling the country to speak at colleges and universities and sharing my message on pain and how we must um, recognize, confront, and embrace the pain in order to heal successfully and to be better instead of being bitter. So I am super blessed because of this opportunity. Um, I've been praying on it very hard, and I'm excited uh, to, to let you guys know more about it when the time is right. Well, you know what you say about being better, not bitter? Um, I think that a lot of people can really take that to heart. Um, I see bitterness uh, around me a lot in, uh, in the world. Or somebody's just uh, you know angry with somebody. I see it a lot in politics. I see it a lot in on news shows, and people are just you know throwing their bitterness out there and their resentments or what they think is righteous. And how do how do we as a as a a nation? This is a big question. How do we heal that? How do we heal that? I feel like we must look at ourselves first, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, many times I feel like we deflect when we have something going on in our lives. It's easier for us for us to deflect and. Um, and uh, and perhaps uh, use it as an escape goat and react to d- different situations around us. But I feel like if we look inside ourselves and really allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to accept the situation at hand, then we're able to speak on it. We're able to slowly move forward and heal. That's great. Okay. All right. So listen, I got to take a quick break. Before I do, sure. I want to let people know how to get a hold of you. Fantastic. Uh, my website is BBNB Coaching, which is Be Better, Not Bitter. Can you BB, spell that out? Uh-huh. Um, letter B, like in boy, B, like in boy, N, B, like in boy, coaching, okay. C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G, com. You can feel free to reach out to me there or on social media as well. Okay, great. Listen, if any of you are in a place that you're a little stressed out, overwhelmed, stay tuned because I'm going to go deep with Susan and uh, some questions around that. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom 
profound questions and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. If you, your company, or organization is out to change the world and you need a team that produces results to take your message to the next level, Wasabi Publicity is the perfect fit. Recognized by PR Week and Good Morning America for its innovative business practices, Wasabi Publicity works with companies and individuals committed to doing good in the world. Whether it's creating an engaging website, building a passionate social media tribe, or connecting their clients with top media influencers like Good Morning America, The New York Times, and Oprah. Everything they do is instilled with passion, impact, and brilliance. If you're an author, speaker, or organization committed to changing the world, and you need a partner to support you with PR, your website, or social media, go to wasabipublicity.com. That's wasabipublicity.com to schedule a call with Wasabi CEO, Drew Gerber. Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. You know, I am sitting here feeling a sense of joy and expansion being here with Susan Wynn in studio. Susan has a book out called One Arm But Not Unarmed. And Susan Wynn is an extraordinary human being. I think I'm feeling your energy, your presence, because I'm feeling good here. Oh, yeah, yeah, happy it's to hear feeling that. really good. You know, I was going to go down the road and, and ask you about uh, stress and overwhelm and how people get out of that. But I, I have a different question I think sure. I want you to answer, because it, it, I think it's the ultimate way to get out of stress and overwhelm. And that is, how do you own your own happiness? How do you own it? Sure. Um, you know what? It took time in order for me to understand my happiness and all, then create. What, what does that mean? Understand your happiness. Understand my happiness. That is actually one of the steps in my coaching program, um, creating joy from within. Um, ultimately, um, what I needed to do after being able, being vulnerable, accepting my new reality, identifying my emotions. I needed to create joy from within. I'm actually happiness certified, so I'm able to help my clients do just that. So what we need to do in order to shift our energy is to look inside ourselves to find out what brings us joy, right? How yes. can we create our own joy? Yes. And that's so important because we that's something that we must do on our own yes. in order to be fulfilled, in order to be happy. Um, so creating my own joy, it's little things. It's um, not needing to ask someone, hey, can you give me a hand? You got that? I got that. I got that, yes. <laughs> or doing things on my you own. an extra hand? <laughs> yes, I get it. <laughs> doing things on my own yeah. or going, taking a drive to the beach and listening to the waves, right? Creating my own happiness, volunteering, yeah. perhaps. So it's really important to be able to create your own happiness in order to move forward. We need to take a look at our desires, our goals, our limiting beliefs, um, uh, time. For instance, um, many of us live in the past and many of us worry about the future, but the only time to experience true joy 
is to live in the now. So there's so many layers that we must peel back in order to create joy from within. So that's what I do with my clients as well, is take them through that journey and to create that joy, whatever that joy looks like to them. Okay. And so, you know, just following up with that, um, you know, your uh, program uh, uh, has steps, A, B, C, D, to get to that place, right? Can we talk about maybe a couple of those steps? Uh, sure. That, that- Sure. People need to go yeah, through. Uh, I would say. I num- think. I think you've been giving it, but yeah. I, I want to get it more in the logical sequence. No problem. Yeah. Um, I would say the first step is vulnerability. Okay. I feel like many of us walk around and we're deflecting the pain. Um, I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. When we go through something so traumatic, yeah. when do we want to circle back and feel those emotions? Much less talk about it to people around us. So we don't. So we go through life and we're deflecting pain. We do other things, drinking, maybe, you know, out there shopping, spending money or whatever it may be. So we don't have to face that pain, but being vulnerable and allowing ourselves to feel that pain, allowing ourselves to feel the awful thing that happened to us, to go through that experience, that's important. And that's something I wasn't ready for. And that's why my recovery took a little longer than it should have because I was self-medicating. I was isolating myself. I was being bitter. So being vulnerable is key. We must be vulnerable in order to move forward. Second step is accepting our reality. Hey, well, let me pause Mm -hmm. you on the first step because the first step really sits home with me. Sure. When I woke up, I heard this little voice that says, you have to feel the pain to make the change. Yes. Had to feel the pain to make the change, and I think that's what you're talking about. I love here. it. That you're is true. Feeling you have to feel it. So, and how do we know if we're not feeling it? You just said it. We're distracting. We're, we're distracting ourselves maybe with other relationships, or with shopping, or with drinking, mm-hmm. or with drugging, or or any number of sexing, or any a number Absolutely. of things that are we're trying to seek pleasure outside of ourselves to d- distract from feeling. They're true feelings. Okay. Absolutely. I just want to clarify that. That is right on Is that my right you. on there? You okay, are, good. Ken. You All are. Right. So number two, let's go to number two. Number two is accepting our reality. Many times um, we go through a certain situation and it goes hand in hand with vulnerability, but I wasn't ready to accept that I lost my hand. I wasn't ready to accept that. I was looking at photos and I was thinking about the past and I didn't want to believe that, oh my goodness, this is me now. What I, I wasn't ready to look in the mirror or even be in any photos because I wasn't ready to see myself with one hand. So accepting our reality and uh, truly processing and, that information. And, and, you know, maybe there's a part where you saw yourself as ugly or not worthy. A or monster, not, deformed. A monster, deformed. All these, all these thoughts yeah. which weren't true, not true at all. But the mind says they're true. Absolutely. Real quick, um, you know, an individual has anywhere from 12 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Right. Uh, and uh, 80% of them are negative and 90% are repetitive. So I was waking up and telling myself those things, how ugly I was, how deformed I looked, and what a monster I looked like. So you're right. Yeah. Um, but accepting our reality is extremely important in order to move forward. Right. And it's hard. Exactly. And by the way, I, I have a theory that as soon as we go down a path of I'm ugly, our brain just tunes into every thought that's out there in the universe that says, I'm ugly, I'm not worthy, I'm unconscious, I'm this, I'm that. And we start being downloaded with that because why? We've tuned into mm-hmm. a negative aspect of, mm-hmm. of, 
of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it, we've opened the door for that to start downloading in us. Absolutely. Have you experienced that too? I have. And uh-huh. those are called ants, automatic negative thoughts. There you go, ants. They fill our mind. And if we continue to believe that, our mind continues to believe that. So it's important to, to, to really own up to that and uh, talk back to the ants and uh, to know that they are not true. They're not real. But please, your mind is so powerful. Be careful with your thoughts. And self-talk is the most important conversation you'll ever have with yourself. Yes. And I've been through that. I was really negative self-talking myself. But once I was able to move forward from that, my life became better. Well, you know what I want is I want us to think about APTs, automatic positive yes, thoughts, right? Yes, I love that. APTs. <laughs> APTs. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard that before, but it's probably out there. Anyway, <laughs> APTs, automatic positive thoughts. I love it. Now, how do we get an automatic positive thought, though? Automatic positive thoughts. You know, it's easy as um, waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Us females, we look in the mirror like, oh my God, I'm having such a bad hair day. My skin's not great. But why don't we pause and say something positive about ourselves? Like, oh my gosh, my eyeshadow looks really good. These earrings look great on me. So switch that up. You know, we're so quick to notice the negative, but how about we observe and compliment ourselves and voice the positive? I love that. I love that. Um, Let me, uh, we've got a couple minutes, uh, uh, actually about a minute and a half. Um, Let's give the website again. Uh, sure, it's bbnbcoaching.com. So that stands for be, be Better Not Bitter, bbnbcoaching.com. You can find me on there and social media as well. Okay, what yeah. about your book? Where do I find the book? You can uh, find one it. arm but yes. not unarmed. Um, you can find it at Walmart, Target, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Actually, I'm Googleable now. So if you Google me, there's so many different outlets that are selling my book. It went international. So please. Um, Pick up a copy. Um, it's it's an emotional journey. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. And it will make you better. I love that. Okay, Susan Wynn, one arm but not unarmed. And uh, if you Google her name, it's S U Z A N. And let's spell uh, Wynn. <laughs> it's N, not, as yeah. in, N as in Nancy. G as in George. U Y E N. Susan Nguyen. All righty. Thank you so much, Susan, for being a guest. Um, thank you for my other guests, too. Uh, appreciate everybody being here and listening. Listen, we're always interested in what you have to say, so please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and send your questions and your comments to viewer at voicesofcourage.us. Also, you can find the recordings of this show and all of our replays on voicesofcourage.us. Until next time, have a brilliant uh, life and a brilliant week. Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And we're always interested in what you have to say. So follow Ken on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or email your questions and comments to viewer at voicesofcourage.us. Also, you can find all of Ken's previous shows by visiting voicesofcourage.us. Be sure to join us next time as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. Until next time, live courageously and see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. 